lead her every day, living for messy action. This is the Lifestyle Leadership Podcast for women who want to be the best version of themselves while making an impact. And who are willing to take messy and perfect action to get there. I'm Jordan. And I'm Dr. Tay. And we are here to guide and empower you to lead yourself every day. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everybody. We are so excited to be back with you. Today, we have a special episode. We're going to do another candid conversation, but this is actually centered around some huge life changes that both Taylor and I have been through in the past few weeks. Yeah. So we're just going to talk openly about what's been going on in our lives. And, you know, I think personally, when I listen to podcasts, like I like to get to know the person I'm listening to, that's part of this purpose. But the other part of this purpose, and I would argue the bigger part of it, is we both struggled through this journey. So sharing some of our insights in case you're in a season of life right now where you're contemplating the same thing that we just did. Yeah. Just as a reminder, anything shared on our episodes are not clinical advice. Please talk to a qualified mental health professional if you are needing more support. To kick it off, if you don't know what we're talking about, we both, this is actually the the last day that I'm working my job. We both quit our jobs and Taylor, this is like the first or second week of just being self-employed. I think I'm a couple weeks in at this point, but time flies. Yeah. So we're recording this on September 23rd. My last day was August 31st. Um, I was off there. (laughs) (laughs) All good, but time flies and some of it. Yeah. It's been interesting, but the thing, okay. Just to say this really quick, the thing, when we started the pod, this podcast, the irony of it, I knew I, at that point that I was starting to work my way out of my like full-time job, but like our purpose of this was like, you know, we're, we're two really busy women and we work full-time jobs and we have these, you know, side businesses that we're building and Jordan's a mom and, you know, like I'm dating and it was kind of, that was like the purpose, you know, being like, how do you balance it all? And I don't, I, I wouldn't have predicted we would both be here where it's like, almost similar timing, similar now, like crazy, like peace out. Yeah. So Taylor actually gave a long notice, right? Right. So I was under contract. Um, and I, the way that it worked, I was in a research position in academia. Um, and I was, um, working on a national institutes of health grant. And I, I didn't think about it at the time, which is a really interesting lesson for me. But when I started this position, I signed what was called a payback agreement. So the position was two years long and I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh yeah, like my whole goal when I started this job was I'm going to take this position. I'm going to keep writing grants. I will stay in academia. Like there was no even like possibility I was leaving. So I just signed it. And basically what it said is the first 12 months of my, my job, um, I was like accruing time. And then the second 12 months I lost time. And so what that meant is in year two, if I had left my position before August 31st, for every month I left early, I would have had to pay back one month's salary. Um, And so financially, that wasn't going to be a wise decision. And so, yeah. And I think I gave notice that I was leaving in like February because I was in the process of writing a grant, realized I was totally 
not passionate about it anymore. And I couldn't keep faking it with my bosses. So I was really transparent about all of it. Yeah. So you had kind of like that milestone where you were like, I have to make a decision at this point. And like, that was my clock. And I've decided that this, so, um, you know, the opposite of that is basically what I did. <laughs> I woke up one Monday morning after contemplating quitting my job for nine months and I submitted my resignation. Um, so, and it was crazy because Taylor was just on the very start of her, um, self-employment journey, just wild. Yeah. I get this text from Jordan, mind you, one of the things we hadn't been transparent about is Jordan and I would have conversations one-on-one -on -one, literally all the time, you know, of her really struggling through this, but understandably she couldn't share this on a public platform. You know, yeah. she can't announce to her job. She's thinking about leaving on a podcast. Like that wouldn't be cool, but we were having so many conversations and it's interesting. I think if you go back and listen to some of our episodes, you can catch hint of it without us ever directly talking about it. Um, but I get this text. I think I was in the middle of doing something and I saw it pop up and it was like, I quit my job. And I was like, what? <laughs> because we talked about it, but I had like, and I don't think she knew I'd love you to tell the story. Like, no, I, I yeah, like it came out of nowhere. I was like surprised, even though we had been talking about it the whole time. Yeah. Podcast. I would say one of the takeaways that I would love to like, let you guys in on is a lot of people when they're fearful, obviously that was a very fear ridden concept for me, um, between my personality is like not wanting to rock the boat and trying to keep harmony. So that was a big thing for me. And then second of all, like financially, um, that this is a big financial loss right now for our family. And so I would say that there's this balance where people are like, if you feel it, if you want to do it, do it, do it afraid. And I'm a huge advocate for that because I think that I did have to do it afraid, but it also took me nine months to do it afraid. Mm -hmm. So I think that you have to balance like responsibility. I don't even know if that's the right word, but like those nine months probably have prepared us and me for this step more than I probably realized. Whereas if I had just done it afraid in January, um, shaking in my boots, like things might've been a little bit different. So I felt like, I mean, I worked through this really hard nine months of like uncertainty, not sure what I wanted, knowing I was unhappy in my job and kind of trying to figure out how to balance that with like, also just being happy, not just being happy, but like, I could still thrive and serve and lead, even if I didn't love every aspect of my job, but I got 30 minutes of boldness. I saw something on Facebook that really, really like pushed me. And I knew this is it. I'm a very faith, you know, faith-based person. And so for me, it was like, you've been praying for a sign. That's your sign. So I finally felt like that small push that I needed to get over the finish line. But I also think that like, I'm, I don't regret not doing it sooner, if that makes sense. Like, I do think that that period of waiting and refinement taught me a lot about myself um, and just the journey. So I would say balancing like the, the concept of like getting over your fear and doing it with like, it's also okay to wait until you really feel like you have that window of like boldness or a push. Yeah. I, as you're talking, I have like this weird visual in my head, which is you were like 
approaching this, what really was a small stream. And far back, it seemed like this huge river that you had to jump over, but you were walking the journey. You learned so much along the journey. The really ironic thing is there were other methods to get to this small stream. Like, I don't know why, but a moped comes to mind. Like you could have hopped on that and been there so much sooner, but you wouldn't have been able to experience like the beauty around you and taking things in. And then by slowly walking, you know, observing, being present in this journey, because there was a lot of hard parts in this Mm -hmm. journey where, you know, there were some days you're like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, this is hard. I I feel, you know, like sitting with the ambivalence of it, I think was part of your process. And then it ended up just being a small step over this stream Mm -hmm. is all that you had to do. But this whole time it felt like this huge leap. Um, And I think there, there is merit in taking it slow and, and and that's the thing. It's an, and Mm -hmm. at some point you do have to just say I'm going. Right. Um, and that, that for me was, was important to realize too. You know, I didn't know when I gave my notice in February and said, okay, I don't want another position through the university I was working in. I didn't know if I'd be ready to leave come the end of August, it actually, there was a lot of fear in it. Like, am I going to be able to financially support myself? Um, And some of it is we can take action on that fear sometimes, but also some of the processing and journey is like learning to sit with that fear, not feeling like you needed to fix everything right right away. Yeah. I think, um, I didn't have a vision nine months ago when I was contemplating and started feeling unsettled like I do now. And I also, it was really important to me. I was listening to a podcast and I forget how he framed it, but it was exactly what I was feeling in myself. Like personally, I needed my like mental state to be good before I took that jump because I knew that I needed like my sharpest self, my best self moving forward because it was really important to me that once I made the move, I could also continue moving forward and just knowing my personality, not being like, okay, now what I'm like fear struck. I'm, you know, tired. I'm lethargic. I'm like, I was like, okay, you're going to have two weeks of solid Jordan before you do this big move. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting though, because sometimes we watch on social media and we see people announce big things like this. And it looks like they just like made this decision or like were able to make it work. And it was some magical moment in their like business they're building that all of a sudden they can step away. And just to be very real with y'all, like that is neither of our stories. I mean, we took different paths to get there, but Jordan was thinking about it for nine months. I literally gave six months notice, but the other thing to know behind this is there were many, many months behind before that, that I even admitted. I remember going into the new year, feeling like a fraud because I knew I wanted to leave and I wasn't sharing that with the people that I worked with, especially my boss, which for me, my boss is someone I... I've had a really long-standing relationship with. I used to work for her many years ago, went to grad school. She mentored me. Like she was 
an amazing mentor. And so to not be truthful, but I couldn't be truthful with her yet because I needed to kind of toss and turn with it first. And I think, and Jordan had nine months of that tossing and turning, but I I just really want to make the point that like, it isn't usually going to be some magical moment that you're like, okay, I can leave. Or sometimes we think about it, someone hits a certain income and they're like, okay, I can leave. It's not usually that because it's at the end of the day, it truly isn't about the income. You have to be able to afford your lifestyle. And that's something Jordan and I both were weighing out, but I, it's not truly about the income at the end of the day, that that's not your make or break point. It just feels like the make or break. That's easy to be like, okay, I'm going to wait till this happens, or I need to be making this much, or, you know, like, this is the reason I can't leave. I hear this from a lot of women. This is the reason I can't leave. I am the sole provider for my family. I'm the breadwinner for my family. My family relies on my income. I health insurance. I I I'm the one that has health insurance. How am I going to do that, right? And there are ways there are around ways. all of that. Yeah. And it's it's so like what I'm hearing and like I would echo because I am in it is that it's it can be messy. Like, first of all, we won't have cute pumpkins and mums outside of our door for Halloween. Like we won't, you know, because we're on a very strict budget right now. So I, you know, social media shows all the glamorous things of quitting your job. And I'm so incredibly grateful. I get to rely on a secondary stream of income that I've built for the past five years. But, um, yeah, we, we will be scaling down, but Taylor said something that I really want to make sure that we pinpoint here is that I felt completely un is unpassionate a word. There is a complete lack of passion, lack of creativity. And that's where I kind of was like, okay, I, you know, in trying to find my spark again and get that good Jordan mental, you know, good mental state going, I actually did uncover. There's only so much that I can do when I spend eight hours of my day in an environment that is not fostering my gifts and my creativity and where I feel unaligned. So I got myself to a certain point by exercising and getting out in the sunlight and setting boundaries throughout my day, but I couldn't get over that next hump because I was allowing myself to be in an environment every day that did not foster who I was. And so that leap was very much because I needed to feel aligned with my work. My energy needs to be put towards something that's aligned. And I tried my absolute hardest to make that my job, but it was very evident after all of this, you know, soul searching and work over the past nine months that this was not aligning for me. And so instead of going to a full-time job, which I did toy around with, um, I've just decided to do my own consulting and grow my social retail business and spend more time with my kids. And that feels like extremely aligned to where I am right now. So just remember that it's not all about the money. Yes. You need money to live, but like, you don't have to live an Instagram lifestyle of people that quit their job and retire their husbands and go to Disney world four times a year. Like you don't have to have the perfect pumpkin set up on your porch. You know, my kids are probably going to get very basic Christmas this year. And that is because it's more important for me to feel aligned in what I'm putting my energy to, because it makes me a better me, a better mom, a better wife. And that's the best gift that you can give anyone. I'm literally about to cry. Oh, I was going to say your kids aren't going to remember what they got for Christmas this year. Oh, I'm going to cry too. 
They're not going to remember that. But what they are going to remember is that their mom was happy, that their mom was present. And listen, y'all, like for this is going to look different for every single person. What presence means for Jordan. One of the things she kept saying over and over again is I want to spend more time with my kids. That felt like such a priority. We are a mess right now. I can't believe it's taken us this many episodes to cry. But it's, it's beautiful. And that's in alignment with her. Right. But I know there's women listening to this podcast that are like, you know, I, I I love my kids and I want to be present when I'm with my kids and I want this huge, powerful career. Like that is beautiful too. Like that. I'm probably more like that. Although I still am starting to plan for the future being like, how do I actually buy myself time freedom. And that's the thing that I think we undervalue is our time and how much that is worth and how much it's a gift to other people as well. And a gift to ourselves. Um, and yeah, but I also want to say like what I'm realizing and I'm so excited for Jordan to realize, cause I've been running, you know, I also, okay. We're just going to name it for what it is. We both are in network marketing. And I will say, and I'm pretty sure Jordan will agree with this, network marketing, you can say what you want about it. Like it isn't for everyone, but for both of us, I think it has empowered us to realize that we can build our own businesses as well. And so we both like are empowered and we love the income that comes in from that and all of that. And we're both building our own businesses. She's going to have a consulting business. I have my psychology private practice. I also have a coaching business where, you know, I work with moms and that empowered us to, to do this and to scale. But my point in all of this is do realize that buying time freedom doesn't mean you have to live paycheck check to paycheck, right? There is a way. And I, I love this like breaking status quo. Like we don't need to follow status quo to get what we want. We can make good money and still have time freedom at the same time. But like Jordan's saying, there is and can be a season of sacrifice and all. Yeah, exactly. And I 100%, my husband and I were talking about this last night, like finances are a hard subject for us. I love to spend. I've always made my own money and this is going to be a huge mindset shift for me, but we also still have the vision of we're going to be great. We're still planning on buying a beach house in the future. Like we have to cast that vision of like, we're, it's going to be good. We're going to grow because kind of like we talked about with, um, Katie on a few episodes ago, like the money mindset, like what you think you become. So I'm not putting out there that we're broke. Like I'm putting oh. out there, that we're going through a little season of sacrifice, but that in the end, like we're going to, we're going to have, you know, what we need. Um, which I think is really important to balance as well with, you know, realistic expectations, of course. Yeah. I think that's a belief in yourself. I was driving down the road the other day and I don't know why this billboard is there. It felt so random, but I was like, whoa. And I don't remember the exact quote, but it it was this general sense of it was you have to have more belief in yourself than the disbelief in other, like in you that others have for you. Like yeah. that's what it comes to is like your belief just has to be a little bit more than all the doubters. And think about yeah. it. Like I know for a fact that there are people in my life, especially 
it's interesting being a psychologist, like there's certain paths you take and that's what you take. I, I can sense when I share with people what I'm doing, there are people that are like, wow, that's awesome. Go you tell me what you're doing. I want to learn how to do this. Like I've built a concierge based like private practice, which means, you know, my patients get way more access to me than the typical therapist. And I work with kids. So really the parents get way more access to me than, than you will see generally out there. And so some people are like, that's really cool. I want to learn what you're doing. But then other people, they're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you leaving this stability? They don't say that blatantly yeah. and they get it. They're not trying to tear me down. They're not trying to really even stop me from reaching my dreams. But sometimes we live in this world. We live in this society where there's so much status quo. There's the default method. There's exactly like just what we do and how we should do it, that the idea of stepping outside of the box seems terrifying for someone else. And so even their disbelief, a lot of times is more, they just can't envision how you're yeah. going to step outside of the box. People's disbelief and disapproval typically says a lot more about them and their thought patterns and limiting beliefs than you. But I echo that a hundred percent. I mean, I've had to really think change my brain and like speak positive. I get off social media a lot right now. I listen to this. <sighs> my husband found this like motivation daily channel on Spotify. And it's like these hype, hype music, like do, 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 like violent. And I kid you not, I listen to it every morning because I found these little tools that really help me think like that, like build that belief in myself and, you know, affirmations and all of that, because even though there are some fears and I can be totally valid and honest and sit with that, like my belief just has to be, like she said, a little bit greater. Your belief just has to be a little bit greater than the disbelief or the ne negativity so that you can just get to that next step consistently um, with whatever it is. And everyone has a journey like that. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, you're saying there's fear. I still have fear. Yeah. And I think I got off on a tangent, but basically I've been building these businesses for a while, you know, in the season of also being in a full-time job, it was a lot. Um, and I do have more of a stable income. I also, it is me, myself and I. So if money isn't coming in, like I'm pulling from my savings or like, that's it. There's, there's no one else to pick up the slack in my world. Um, and, but I also then don't have the responsibility of having kids and kids are really yeah. expensive, you know, but everyone's circumstances are different. But I think the thing is like, we like, th there's always still going to be that fear, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's the up and down of it. And, that's the thing. Entrepreneurship is hard. It's scary doing your own thing. Like there's less stability. You have to be willing to have that mindset that to take that on, to embrace that. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I would say, and Jordan's kind of describing this is like, you need to be working on yourself throughout mm. this journey. Um, one of the things that I'm working on, I shared this in my stories, but I, literally I'm having to retrain myself to not work as much. Like mm -hmm. I, I transitioned into my businesses to have more freedom and to also have more passion, which I absolutely do, but I'm finding autopilot clicks on and I'm just working a ton. And I'm like, 
okay, I just need to unlearn this, right? And I I have, you know, this is what I support people through is learning to shift their habits of thinking. My thought is I need to work all the time. The feeling that comes up is guilt if I'm not working all the time. I have a high level of awareness of this and I'm actively working to retrain my habit of thinking now that I have to work all the time. That thought served me in the past. It needed to serve me. That was the only way I got through. That thought isn't going to serve me in this new current state. And so working on that becomes really important. Yeah, we'll definitely do maybe like a four or six month update as to where we are and what we've learned and like key takeaways. But I think that even if you're someone who isn't in this exact situation of maybe wanting to make a huge life change, like leaving your job, there's all things, there's always things that we all struggle with. And I, I just called it like my season of uncertainty. Like I had no idea what was next, but it's like, I knew this wasn't it. Um, and so whether you go through that now, or you go through that in the future, I hope you can use this episode as a resource because it's hard and challenging and messy, but it's refining for you. I promise. Yeah. The thing as we wrap this up um, that is sticking with me, Jordan, is I remember having a conversation with you that you said, I finally realized that some of the struggle I was feeling, some of the unhappiness I was feeling, it was so easy to blame. And these weren't your exact words, but so easy to blame myself. What's wrong with me? What, why do I feel like this? I need to change it. And finally you realize that it was the circumstance that you Mm -hmm. were in was making you feel that way. It wasn't you. And really quick, I found a reel this morning that literally said, you have a water bottle, you know, you buy it for $1 at the grocery store, you buy it for $3 at the airport. Probably these prices are way low now. Yeah. And it's $5 at a hotel, like in your mini fridge, right? It's the same exact water bottle. What changes about it is its value based on where it's located. Wow. Isn't that brilliant? And it reminds me so much, so much of what you shared. So even if you don't relate to the, our specific circumstances, you know, are you finding yourself be like constantly, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Maybe it's just time to look a little outward and be like, are your circumstances, are your situations supporting you and trying to become the person that you want to yeah. be? Oh, that's so good. Are your circumstances supporting you and becoming the person you want to be? Because I kept saying, joy is not circumstantial. I can still be joyful in my career. I can still, and I showed up, y'all. Today is my last day, and I still am showing up to the best of my extent to be the best me, even on my last day. But I finally realized that it wasn't about being joyful in my circumstance. It's just about, do I feel like I'm being supported in who I am, my creativity? So I love that so much because the two don't have to be, um, it can be an, and I can be joyful in my, you know, circumstances because that, that comes from within and I can feel that unaligned and, and not supported and, need like something else you and you can too. Boom. 
So good. Next week. Um, so this was more us sharing our hearts, but hopefully you got some takeaways from this. So messy action for this week. Look at your circumstances. Are they supporting you and who you want to become? And then next week, um, we actually are going to have a guest and she's going to talk about time management in this transition. So it will be a little bit more of those tangibles um, to really help you that if you resonated with this, if you're trying to make a life change, how do you make it feasible? How do you find the time? How do you prioritize yourself in it? All right, guys, thanks for listening. Please share and tag us if you found this beneficial and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye y'all. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We love when you share your imperfect but impactful progress with us on social media. We've linked our Instagram leadher.everyday in the show notes so you can tag us. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. Hit subscribe to stay up to date. See you next time.